When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another edition of Rage Quit, the video game discussion segment of the Bear of Texas podcast. As usual, I am the host, the Bear of Texas, and ladies and gentlemen, it appears that I had unsuccessfully doubted myself again because I was able to watch the walkthrough of the, well, third mission of Splinter Cell Stealth Action Redefined. Basically, the mission where you are in the Georgian Defense Ministry. Honestly, at this point, I really got to stop doubting myself because I've everything I've time I've ever doubted myself, I've always honestly done a whole lot better than I could have ever anticipated. But then again, somebody would say at the same time you're motivating yourself. I'm like, okay, but I shouldn't say, yeah, I'm not gonna, I can't do it. Yeah, I, I shouldn't take it to such a level. I should honestly just try it and. And then the only thing is, all you got to do is try. If you do try, if you've got the courage, you can accomplish a whole lot more than you could ever anticipate it. So that's what I hope to do with this episode. And again, for everybody that's been so supportive and loyal, guys, I cannot tell you how much I appreciate it. I mean, again, my Twitter DM is open. It's at Bearman of Texas, just TX. No need to spell it out. You can, you can, if you want to be on this show, let me know. Again. I'm going to make it happen. If you have any suggestions for for anything I, I sh- you want me to talk about, I'm open to that as well. Ladies and gentlemen, for all you loyal listeners out there, you matter. If you have suggestions, anything you want me to talk about, I will make it happen. Even if I have never ever played the game or have so much as never even seen a single piece of footage of it, I will do the my best to my ability to make it happen. I care about y'all. Y'all are part of this. Anything you want me to do, just let me know. And again, if you want to be on my show, I will make it happen. Even if I have to get up at 3, 4 in the morning at my time, because if you live in a country where you're 7 hours ahead, I don't care. Whatever it takes to get you on this show, to give to give you that spot, you know, to treat you as a guest of honor, I will make it happen. I promise. Alright. So again, the defense ministry, the third mission, technically the second, because again, I don't consider the first. I don't consider the CIA training kind of thing. I don't really consider that a mission, even though technically you have to pa- you have to pass it. You got to pass training. You got to complete the objective. So I guess technically it is the first mission. But then again, technically no, because does it really have anything to do with a storyline plot? Well, it prepares you for it. So maybe, 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 just maybe. But here we are. Okay. You know, I thought the first mission, the police station, was pretty cool, pretty challenging, pretty unique. I mean, the defense ministry mission only takes that at such another higher level. It really does. 
But I gotta be honest with you, only... This is probably one of... This is probably the second of only three missions that I really remember so well, but only the missions that I enjoyed the most. The third one would be with that mission where you're in the CIA headquarters in Langley, Virginia. But... But still, overall, I still love Splinter Cell... Splinter Cell stealth... Excuse me, stealth action redefined. God damn it, I just cannot talk... But anyway, so again, I'm so excited to play the remaster and whenever it's going to come out. So in the briefing, of course, it's confirmed that the CIA agents that disappeared, CIA agents Madison and Blostein, they were murdered because supposedly they got too, as the, as the uh, you know, because I wrote this down, I was, I was listening to the briefing, as they, quote, got too close to information the Georgian president, Kobayi Niklads, had to protect. And basically, that's where you learn the Russian mercenary, about a Russian mercenary that basically killed the two agents and then took, and then again, uh, took, uh, I, forgot the, I forgot the term, I mean, it's, oh, that's right, these the, the subdermal implants, like, the implants that these agents have so they can communicate with the superiors. I mean, Sam Fisher has one, too. So yeah, so you learned the the mercenary that that had those agents murdered, and they he took their the subdermal implants, of course, that they did. They, of course, he made sure of that during those autopsies. Again, you know, the car was the car was picked up by the police station surveillance, and that's how we learned the name. But also, of course, you know, he sent his mercenaries to uh, murder Sam Fisher's contact. That's CIA informant. So. So in the, in the first, so that's in the briefing. Now the, the, it does have the name of the, of the person, but you know I'm not gonna say the name just yet. I just mentioned that he's just a mer- Russian mercenary right now, and obviously he's heavily and closely tied to Nikolaj's secret. So therefore, that means that confirms that they are working together. So, and I think so. Yeah, they're working together, and then Nikolaj's plot. Then this Russian mercenary has a major role in it, and I do mean a major role. So. Anyway, so basically, okay, so once you um, start the mission, the Colonel Lambert, who, uh, who this source basically says the operation coordinator, but I kind of say he's the director of Third Echelon, he basically g- gives a little more um, insight to Sam that, that's gathered from the, uh, from the evidence, you know, through the uh, surveillance from the police station. They identified the man that, that took, that, again, that murdered the agents and had the informant murdered. And, and, and again, he's a Russian mercenary, and his name is Vyacheslav Grinko. And I remember Sam Fisher saying, how do I find him? And then Sam Fisher basically kind of, and, and Sam Fisher is told by, uh, by Lambert that, honest, that basically, uh, the, fir- the first thing to do is you, you, you got to interrogate Grinko himself. You know, he mentions that he has a, a personal driver that's always, you know, down in the parking garage waiting for him when, like that. And then Sam Fisher says, if he's not there, then Lambert responds, then his driver will be. So that, that's basically it. Basically, it's very likely you're going to interrogate the driver, which you do. And I do remember that, but we'll get to that in a little bit. And again, you start out the mission on a certain roof, on a certain part of the, of the ministry, <laughs> And on and you know of of course uh, you gotta basically uh, I think you know Lambert you know basically really tells you know that you gotta this this mission was extreme stealth and when I learned that for the first time back then you know I was pretty nervous but you know now that I look at it today you need extreme stealth that's just a challenge that I'm basically always hungry for so basically a challenge accepted right 
So the first order of business, you, you, you rappel down, you get into a room, and then all of a sudden, you know, a soldier walks in. You, you, you can either knock him out or, or avoid him. But I believe there's also a security camera right above the door in the, of that room, so you got to take the camera out. You can shoot it, or I believe you can jam it, but I, always, I would always shoot it just in case because I felt that was better that way. And, of course, you know, not surprisingly, if um, – well, you're actually told us in a, in a little bit that um, – that because uh, Third Echelon did not have permission, did not have prior permission for this mission, any alarms triggered means mission failed or mission aborted. But then again, that's usually always the case with Splitter Cell, even if Third Echelon has permission to conduct this particular mission. So I mean, sometimes it's not always that case, but more often than not, anytime if the if the alarm if the alarm is raised, then boom, it's game over. So basically, yeah, you get through that room, you, you, you kind of, you can sloop, you know, move past it, you, and again, you, you can take out the soldier, and no, you don't have to, and then there's basically a corridor where there's a guard, you know, patrolling in, and then there's actually another guard just standing there, but then you gotta get through, I remember, there's a stairwell that, that leads down to the parking garage where the, where the Grinko's where Grinko driver is, you know, Vyacheslav Grinko, I mean, I'm probably gonna butcher that name so, so much, Vyacheslav Grinko. It's actually a pretty cool name, Vyacheslav Grinko. All right. And again, uh, so you basically work your way down the parking garage. There's like three security cameras, you know, for, for in, in each you know, part, uh, each floor from the stairs. I mean, luckily in the games, you can actually hear the cameras because the, ca the security cameras kind of make a, kind of make this, you know, sound. I, I mean, I, I don't know in real life. I've never really seen a security camera that actually makes a sound. I think that's just something they made in the game just to kind of keep the gate to keep uh, to keep us aware. There's a security that there's a security camera nearby, so, but getting past him is really not, it's really not, nothing to worry about, nothing to worry about at all, so, so you, you make like that, and I think there's like two guards in the parking garage, one is just like sitting there, I think he's a, well, I should say he's a soldier, he, like one of them's, I, I think is by a car, he's like asleep, and the one is just like standing there, just look, keeping an eye out, but it's not, it's not, again, you know, I, I did, I, I uh, <laughs> Because Center Strain Zero One moves so quick, sometimes you know it's hard to see. But you know, this is basically from my memory. I, I didn't rely on Center Strain Zero One Zero One for me for everything. Sometimes I got to put it through my memories, and of course I had to skip some parts. I kind of like move through. So anyway, so you eventually you get to the you get to the car of a uh, and the driver's there, but but Vyacheslav Grinko is not there. But again, you know, as Lambert and then his driver will be. So his driver gets to a corner, and if you remember the game correctly, he's actually about to actually take a leak in a corner. <laughs> so Sam gets to him, he grabs him, and starts interrogating him. And of course, the driver, you know, of course, you know, he's probably not gonna know. He's supposedly he's not gonna know very much, but, but, but from what he tells you, is he he does know enough to actually have you know to have a lead. And then basically, he reveals that Vyacheslav Grinko. Is have is having a meeting with a Canadian with a Canadian hacker by the name of Philip Mass. And I know that the Mass is actually mentioned. I think either in Pandora Tomorrow or in Chaos Theory. I, yeah, I, I think it was mentioned in Chaos Theory about the the American engineer Bruce Morgenholt that was kidnapped and murdered by that Peruvian uh, communist separatist group. But anyway. Anyway, so you 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 interrogate the driver, and then I remember, I, <laughs> I actually remember when when the interrogation ends. Sam Fisher tells the driver, "I need you to understand that this 
this conversation never happens, to which the driver responds, I understand, you know, in his accent. I think it's like, a, I believe it's a Russian accent. I'm not sure if it's a Georgian or a Russian accent. But after that, once it's over, if, if you keep saying interrogate, the driver, I, I believe, will say, because this is actually something I remember so well, actually, because I, I actually thought it was always funny. So once the regular conversation slash interrogation's over, if you press interrogate again, the driver will say, I swear, I've already forgotten you. <laughs> Uh, so I thought that was actually pretty funny. He's actually he's assuring Sam, you know, this never happened. <coughs> Excuse me. He's telling him this. I have already forgotten you. <coughs> so then he got to knock him out. Then of course you got to hide the body in the in a, in a place you know where nobody can see it. But even though no one's probably, even though nobody's very likely to be down there anyway, not, not at least until the end of the get until the end of the mission. Excuse me, not the end of the game. The end of the mission. So you get that. Okay. And then immediately Lambert gives you gives you an, another objective, and now you got to record the conversation. <coughs> excuse me, you got to record the conversation happening between Vyacheslav Grinko and Philip Mass. So, and because you know it's mentioned at the beginning at the beginning of the mission that there's a courtyard, you can actually see it when you're rappelling down. But there's a there's a laser grid all over the courtyard, and basically yeah, you have to disable it. So that basically, that's where things really get extremely complicated. But again, it's the challenge that I am hungry for, okay? So you make your way back up the stairs, you back up through that corridor, and then you go to the end of the corridor, and there's another office. And of course, there's a camera above the door, but that's when you enter the office. And Center Strain 01, I cannot tell y'all how many times he has strongly stressed to his audience and to potential Splinter Cell Gamers, it is always important to check the computers because you never know when a piece of information is going to be extremely crucial to the mission. Again, these data sticks that are in your OPSAT. Because the computer in that office, if you click on it, you get information, you actually find out how you can disable the courtyard lasers. Again, Center Strain 01 did not just tell you you should just look at that just because it's part of the game. No, a lot of times... You'll get a data stick, you'll, you'll get codes for keypads, you'll get certain information, and like that. And again, in this one, you get the information on how to disable the laser grid courtyard. So, And of course, you know, from the computer, you'll learn that the way to do it is a security terminal that is at the lobby of the wing that you're about to go in. Okay? So then there's another door to a balcony, okay, which oversees the courtyard. Alright? Now, all of a sudden, I think somehow, like, Third Echelon has kind of hacked into um, the communications of the security from the Ministry. Because all of a sudden, you hear a soldier saying that they need a colonel down here because they're trying to get through a, re a retinal scanner. And then I think one soldier mentions about a, a colonel, which was, which was one of Nikolaj's top colonels. Uh, by the, yeah, and I even got the name because I, I when I heard it in the game, I had to actually write it down. But I went back uh, and to get some information to get it right. So a colonel by the name of Kobiashvili is basically there, and he has access because again, he's one of Nikolaj's top colonels. So he has security access, and he has access to anywhere in the ministry. Again, he's one of the top colonels, so that's no surprise. So they said that he they got Colonel Kobiashvili on my patrol. You want me to send him down? And then the soldier replies. God, no. I hate that guy. We'll find someone else with the rank. <laughs> so obviously you find out this particular colonel is... I wouldn't say he's not well-liked. I would say he's heavily hated because when you jump through that balcony and then you kind of 
then, then, then you, you lash onto a pipe, and then you kind of move on to another balcony, which turns out to be the ministry's kitchen. And there's two chefs in there. I don't know if I should say cooks. I don't know if I should say cook or chef. I mean, you know what? We'll just call them cooks because, you know, based on, based on all that, I, I would say they're probably cooks, but I would say they're heavily trained chefs. I mean, if they're working in a military defense ministry, they, they got to be well-skilled, so they have to be chefs. So all of a sudden you get in there and they know, of course, you know, what in that balcony, like once you open that door to that balcony, you actually see a clip of the chef opening the window of that particular pot. So that's kind of like a break that you were looking for. Uh, so anyway, you get to that, you, you sneak through the kitchen, then all of a sudden, there's, again, there's the two chefs cooking and then one, all of a sudden a soldier walks in and I actually, I actually remember the dialogue so, so well. Again, I and, and you know, of course, I watched it several times when I was watching the video before this episode. The soldier says, "You know, I thought this kitchen was closed." And then one of the chefs says that this is a special order for Colonel Kobiashvili. And then the soldier asks, "May I?" And then the chef says, "Please." And then he he proceeds to spit in the food that they're preparing for this colonel. So that's why I basically say, "Huh." I wouldn't say that this colonel is not well liked. I would say he is basically hated. By pretty much everybody. <laughs> I'd imagine, you know, he's a colonel. He probably, you know, probably behaves like a bully. You know, abuses his power or whatever. I mean, of course, you know, it's kind of like that. So that soldier spits and then walks out. And then all of a sudden, um, you can either distract the cooks or somehow try your luck and, you know, and uh, make it through them. But you, you, you actually have to distract them in order to get past them because, you know, there's no way to get past them without distracting them. There's no need to take them out. I mean, they're just chefs, you know, making a living. At the end of the day, you can't really, t I mean, even these soldiers, you can't really, I mean, whatever. They're just guys serving their country, but. So then all of a sudden, now the, with the door open to the cafeteria, you basically sneak out. You make your way th through the lobby, but then there's like several, like, I think it's like three or four soldiers kind of patrolling. So this is where things get even more, more, more difficult. Then all of a sudden, of course, there's a computer, you know, right by the lobby that disables the grid. Okay. But luckily, luckily for you. That Colonel Kobiashvili comes downstairs. Okay, so basically you have to. to I, I would say I will took out the, the two because the two soldiers that, that's uh, heavily patrolling the, fr the the front of the, the lobby. So you got to get rid of them. And then when when I get to them, I always got to basically. I always they got to him, but I always had to make sure that you know they were gone. So. So, so you, you grab, you know, you grab basically the uh, the colonel, you, you kind of like, you know, almost like, like in the interrogating position, but I don't remember if you interrogate him. I think more than likely no. So you get him, you basically, you need him to get past through the retinal scanner, which lock, which unlocks the door to the courtyard. And I think right before, right before you enter the courtyard, I think that's where basically the computer that deletes the, the lasers is there, or I believe it's the computer. Well, it's not the computer where, uh, where, uh, where the colonel is actually sitting down, so he sits because I mentioned he sits at a computer, because it, yeah, because you know of course you need him to unlock through that retinal scanner, so you unlock that door and then behind that door there's another computer which I believe turns off the laser grid. I mean like that. So again, my mind's kind of racing. So you know I, yeah, like that. So I feel like maybe I, I should have watched that part several more times to get it in my head, but obviously I didn't. But anyway. It locks. It, it, it basically uh, it unlocks the door to the courtyard, and then of course you know you, you turn off the laser, and then you make your way through the courtyard, and then there's that glass elevator where the meeting is happening, 
and then you turn out you, you pick up the laser mic to record the conversation and that's where yeah I'm sure that kind of information that that would be probably some a few information that the agents probably did not know but if had they known they would have been taken out anyway but Philip Mass reveals that the president of Georgia Nicolas is conducting an operation in Azerbaijan and the information is kept on the personal computer so that's why the the, the next mission is to break in the office where the computer is to get the information so but that's but all of a sudden you know uh you know, you're informed, you know, when they move into Fifth Freedom Territory, that means the mission can no longer be aborted if there's, if there's any alarm. So, that, that's pretty good. But, anyway. So now you make up, you make your way through the courtyard and then go up, eventually go up to the office, right? And then you gotta take the elevator, and then I believe you, because I remember, because I remember watching this, there's a place where... An elevator is coming down, and then Fisher has to hide, and then these soldiers come out, and then you just slip past them. So, and then you, you and then you, you kind of make your way through the roof again, where then you, where you kind of repel your, then you repel down to Nicholas's office, and then where you hack the, then you hack the computer, and then all of a sudden Lambert is, like, freaking the hell out, <laughs> because, uh, yeah, I mean, again, you know. I think basically because I remember in in, in the uh, in the dialogue because because Lambert says you know how the hell did we miss this because apparently this whole thing with Nicolas and Azerbaijan has been happening for weeks you know maybe even months so so yeah Lambert's freaking out but then all of a sudden I don't know how but Vyacheslav Grinko all of a sudden realizes that Sam Fisher is is there in, in Nicolas's office and then. Orders soldiers to you know go into the office and take Sam Fisher out. So, oh boy, this is where the mission really takes a a turn for the worse as far as stress and, and and being challenged. I mean, you know, these soldiers shooting at you. It's it's hard to get through, get past them. It's even hard to hide from them. But basically, man. All of a sudden, you know, basically, like, you get past the office, you know, you're running down the stairs, soldiers are after you. There's a point where you jump in a pipe in an elevator shaft, and you can slide back down to that parking garage where you interrogated Vyacheslav Grinko's driver. And then, basically, the field runner, Vernon Wilkes Jr., who basically drives the extraction slash getaway van, is actually waiting for Sam at the bottom. You just see that he just actually he actually just got in a gunfire fight with several of Grinko's mercenaries and he took them out. And you know, and then I remember because I I paid attention to this part. Wilkes actually asked Fisher what he found in the office because he informs he informs Sam that Lambert is like like pissed off, like freaking out big time. He even divulges that that Lambert allegedly said, and I quote, "We're going to war." Unquote. So, yeah. Oh, but then and, and and then in the debriefing, because I and I'm glad that the debriefing was there. That center that, that I was actually able that I actually had the how to say I had the inclination to actually watch the debriefing. But sometimes you know the mission's over, like eh. But then you realize that the files revealed a terrorist slash genocide campaign that Nicholas is 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 how you say is um conducting. In his whole thing with uh with Azerbaijan, so 
and, and, and this whole thing is basically uh, like it, it, all this operations has opened the door for NATO interventions and I think you know this whole thing about an oil about oil so man this is where the story you know the story even gets bigger and bigger and bigger and then you're kind of like seeing oh man oh man oh man this is gonna be big so anyway so ladies and gentlemen that is it for this mission right here I hope I again I apologize for some of the screw ups or kind of like that but um uh, well as far as the next one goes, I'm probably gonna do the CIA mission, but you know, you know, again, I'm not gonna doubt myself this time because I'm gonna have to watch it. And again, uh, these particular episodes was kind of improvised because you know, with everything going on in my life right now, it's 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 tough, to, you know, to be able to podcast and everything. But you know, I don't want to make any excuses. So, so again, Rage Quit is available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, all streaming platforms. Thank y'all very very much, and we'll I'll see y'all next time. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.